Jim, I got some more acronyms for okay, you. Okay, give it Q- to me, man. A- and some numbers, too. Can uh, you handle it? No, I can't. <laughs> QMSAS9100ISO9001. Do you know what that means? I do know what that means, as a matter of fact. It's two processes, QMS process, quality management system processes, AS9100 and ISO9001. And how does that work with your new ERP system? Well, what it is, Jason, we were talking earlier about the paperless system. All of the documentation that we use in AS9100 and ISO9001 is totally integrated. So no more binders? No more binders, no more signing papers. Everything's integrated into ProShop ERP, and it makes our life so much more easier and so much more efficient. So go to ProShopERP.com for more information. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Nick Golner, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jim Carr. Hey, bud. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good. I'm very good, actually. How are you feeling? I'm fine. That's, that's what everybody's asking each I'm other now. Fine. We talked I am about too. it on the last episode. The only positive thing I have to say is that I'm officially negative for COVID-19. That's good. That's a really, really good thing, especially in on March 19th, 2020. That's really a good thing. I, you know, we're going to look back at this hopefully sooner than later and say, oh my God, what what the hell did we go through back then? Yeah. You know, I, We're going to be so tired of hearing about all of this that It'll be a joy to get rid of, but no, I'm I'm feeling good too. I, I swear, I feel better, healthier today than I did three months ago. I'm getting a lot of sleep. I'm still going to the gym. I'm eating right. I'm not drinking too much. So I'm I'm good. taking my care of myself I, a impressed. little bit better. So well, yeah. it is. It's great to see you today. Thank it's great you. to visit you at your facility. Yeah. You let me in, and I'd shake your hand, but I love you too much to do that. Yeah, I know that. I know that's it's okay. It's against the rules. Yeah, in four weeks we'll be hugging each other. So there you that's go. okay. So life has changed a little bit, huh? I would say it has derailed a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like to go out to dinner to restaurants, Mm -hmm. and I I feel like that's been stripped away from me a little bit. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like going to a a, a restaurant and getting a great bottle of wine and a a juicy filet with a blue cheese crust (laughs) and some fries, and I can't do that now. I got to go. I got to tell my wife to make that. The funny thing is your marketing agency at Making Chips works with one restaurant. Everyone else is a metalworking leader, Okay, but we work with one restaurant, and the whole thing is fine dining at home. Okay. So it's free delivery. You wouldn't believe like what these fillets look like on your kitchen table. And people are enjoying that. We're even delivering wine. Awesome. So if you were in the Rockford area, I'd say we could hook it up tonight, but sounds good. Sorry. Maybe next time we're out there. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully it'll be done by then. So but we'll see. So the last episode we were more stoic. That's we the were. word you were. We using. were more stoic. And I think you need to be right now. Also, I think it's important to think about what we're gonna do about it. And like you said, stay positive. So tell me, what's positive at car right now? Oh, really, really positive things are going on. Well, first and foremost, we're busy. Yeah. You know, we've got more people. We've got more CNC machinists. We've got more employees now than we have in a long, long time. I think since, I don't know, a long time. So you haven't felt not much yet. of it yet? Not, okay. not yet. It's well, still a little early in the game. You know what I mean? We've only been really affected for a couple weeks mm-hmm, now, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And, you know, it seems like every day, every 
hour, things change rapidly. The information we're getting is really dynamic. Who knows? You know, are we going to a shelter in place? You know, that's what they're talking about. That's going to happen yes. tonight. Is we're going to the state is going to shelter in place, which would tonight. Not- Tonight at 5 p.m. It's That's official? What, Don't scare this me. Is, this is hearsay. Okay, good. This is hearsay. That's official hearsay. We'll, we'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> by the time this episode is well, released, I'm, I'm we'll, know if it, we'll know it came to fruition by ne- by the time this episode is. I hope it doesn't get to this. Yes. But what I'm hearing through my peers, it's supposed to happen. Yeah. I hope we're there wrong. Well, unfortunately, Prepare. our partner... Our friend, our dear friend, is shelter in place right now without it being official. That's true. We he miss is. Jason. Yeah. He's dealing with some things at his business. We completely understand we why do. he cannot be here right we can, now. We can empathize with him. Absolutely. But anyway, car is great. Businesses, I'm still quoting like crazy. We got a lot, a lot of good things going yeah, on. Yeah, that's encouraging. That's it is. really good. Yeah, and we're an essential company to medical and military, so I doubt they're going to shut us down right. anyway. So right. Well, let's talk about our boring bar. We've been very excited about this, the grand opening of our headquarters. party of the century. Featuring our actual physical boring bar. That's also the name of our newsletter. For those who want to to subscribe, you can do that on our website. But we don't know how to feel about this party right now. Well, it's eight weeks away. Let's not worry about it now. But I say let's go for it. Well, we haven't changed our plans. We haven't. Things are a little off May 14th. Still May 14th. Rockford. Today. Rockford. Right by Advanced Machine, right on Church Street. Band, booze. Yes. It's going to be the party for the manufacturing leader. I know. I'm, it's I'm looking not, for- There's no keynote presentation. There's no panel discussions. It's just a hangout. We're going to celebrate each other and celebrate the industry that exactly. we know and love. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. So for those who want the digital boring bar, who want our newsletter that contains our podcast episode, our original articles... And all the content that we produce, there's a text message number. Do you know that number? I do, as a matter of fact. So Good, get, out your, de- I get out your device, go into the messaging module, and text CHIPS, C-H-I-P-S, to 38470. That's CHIPS, C-H-I-P-S, to 38470. It will send you a link and will automatically subscribe in a met in less than 30 seconds i'm so, so glad you remember that number because I, I cannot ever do it i'm good with numbers you but know, do you know, you know what the, i know you know pi 3.141 the pi oh, symbol yeah, like where people can go on forever yeah so i was telling this to my team the other day i know this is off subject but when i was in high school there was a contest in algebra how far you could memorize pi out Oh, it's and the I biggest it, nerd contest. It is. I was the I was a big nerd in high school, right? <laughs> I was win? the math guy. So I did not win. I came in second, but I after the decimal, I, I memorized it out 40 places. No way. So, yeah, That's I did. actually really good. Honest to God. You're a savant. I was. I was. So, it was fun. Well, here's what I can remember. Go ahead. I can remember our- That was just a, I can remember our ago. website. It's makingchips.com. You can also subscribe there if you don't remember the text number like me. Yes, you can. All right. I have some- Really good manufacturing news. Do you want to hear it? I'd love to. I know you've been keeping it a secret for yeah, me. Yeah, it's so. just awesome. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to adjust with my team, and I got this letter. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a member of the Forbes I do know that. Council. I do know that, yeah. And so they send me all these great emails. You're kind of a celebrity. Well, not as, mm, not not as big really. as... Me, but that's okay. Uh, well, I write for Forbes. So okay, yeah, know. you do. That's pretty good. All right, you can you can win the celebrity award. Okay. So I got this email, and let me read it to you for our manufacturing news. As the head of the Forbes Council's growth team, I wanted to share some words of wisdom that you might consider 
forwarding along to your team. The Chinese use the same word to describe the concepts of crisis and opportunity. A powerful example of this is Lin King Wan, a company forced to close 40% of its stores, including all of its locations in Wuhan. However, they saw an opportunity and redeployed more than 100 beauty advisors from those stores to become online influencers to drive online sales. Interesting. As a result, their sales in Wuhan achieved 200% growth compared to the prior year. Remember, there are always two sides to every coin. In times like this, you have to be resourceful and adapt to meet your market where they are. Focus 100% of your attention on finding the opportunity. It's there. We're not playing the same game anymore. We've stepped into the big leagues where only the most strategic will come out ahead. Remember, you've got this. And that's exactly what I forwarded to my team. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, there is they, opportunity right now. You can't see your customers like you used to, but there's opportunity right there now. There is, absolutely. No, that's great. And I'm glad we're going to be talking about the positive sides of the pandemic because it's, right now it's all gloom and doom. And I think everyone's feeling anxious and worried and, oh my God, and my 401k is gone. I might get laid off. I might mm-hmm. get sick. I and might... you can waste your whole day just thinking about that stuff. You can, but you got to flip it. You got you to gotta think the positive side of mm-hmm. what's happening. And just like this scenario here in Wuhan, they flipped it and made it positive. Exactly. So speaking of that, how they flipped it was a digital transformation. There's some sort of cliche about like necessity is the mother of invention. And so our guest is all about being innovative, being inventive. Our guest has been selling capital equipment solutions for the past seven years, more specifically in the high-tech factory automation space for the past four, having joined Iris as a business development manager in 2019. He's had an exciting two years. He's welcomed two boys to the family within 18 months of each other. Nice. He built a house in Burlington, Illinois, an inspiring career change to boot. Nowadays, his leisure time is spent obsessing over his underperforming fantasy baseball league with his brother and toddler playground dates with his neighbors. Welcome, Carl Koenigsberger. Thanks, guys. Hey. Pleasure to be here. Nice to meet you, Carl. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. So as we mentioned over the past episode, we took more of a somber and serious attitude about this COVID-19 situation and this new reality that we find ourselves in. This week, we're going to focus more on like the practical things, the actual steps we can take as manufacturing leaders to adapt and overcome. Sounds good to me. Let's begin. I'm excited to hear what Carl has to say and how he can energize me and, and the metalworking nation. Absolutely. So there's there's typically like two kinds of viruses that we think of that could kill your business. There is. The first one, what comes to mind, Jim? Well, a computer virus. Exactly. Uh, something, what do they call those? Uh, like malware. Malware, Trojan yeah. horses. Trojan horses. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So yeah, like that. That, that's the first thing I think. And I always think, who the heck? clicked on that link. <laughs> when, when people get that, I'm like, oh You don't want to be that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Think about being that guy. I, I exactly. was the one that let the malware in, you know? Oh, my God. Now, now you're that guy if you come to work when you got a cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. So, yes, that's what I think of. So, what else? Well, so today we're going to talk about how, like, the digital transformation can be the hero. And we're going to talk about how it can create an advantage for manufacturing leaders. But before we get there, as I mentioned, Carl is a business development leader. And I wanted to ask him, so you're in in kind of a technical applications and a sales role. 
tell me how your approach, how your day-to-day is going to change now with the world we find ourselves in. Yeah. So when I started at Iris, I, uh, I joined about six months ago. I left a sales engineering position with a local technology distributor. And when I, I was brought on board, it was to be, you know, this, this air quotes business development manager. Everybody's got a different name for it. So it's sales rep, it's sales engineer, business mm-hmm. development, what, what, what have you. And the purpose behind deciding on business development manager was to just say, hey, whatever needs to be done to drive business through the door, whether it's, it's being awesome at gra- graphic design, at social media, mm-hmm. at hosting web axes, at understanding how to work your way through an organization, whatever you got to do to develop that business, I think that is best encapsulated as business development manager. So that actually led me to back to making chips, a little bit of a shameless plug for, for yeah, uh, we'll the take guys it. At, at making chips was we collaborated with them to actually just recently do a bit of a rebranding launch. But in addition to that, doing any number of different things to take the Iris message to market, sure. be it reaching out on LinkedIn, it's going to be doing your WebExes, your Zoom meetings, what have you. And candidly, that, that that's where we've pivoted lately. After I had started, you know, you kind of get into the day-to-day cadence of, of making appointments with people, driving to their facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, as yeah. much as we can do, we, we try to work smarter, not necessarily harder. Yes. Not, those are not mutually exclusive, but yeah. uh, we try to be as smart as we can and disciplined with our time as possible. So we try to work remote as much as we can and just say, hey, can you send us files? Can you send us videos? Can you send us context? There's nothing that, that will simulate the, the kind of information you glean from seeing something in the wild versus academically. So obviously in the past couple of weeks here that that travel has been truncated. Yes. Um, and we've been filling up the calendar a lot with WebExes, which mm-hmm. frankly has allowed us to be more diligent about following our processes, has, uh, has offered us an opportunity to kind of get back to the basics, the blocking and tackling. Some of the stuff that when you're getting in your day-to-day cadence and normal operating procedures, it just gets forgotten about. So in terms of all the details, that it's, it's all the data entry, all the clerical stuff, really buttoning that stuff up just to make sure your processes are right. Almost a little bit of a silver lining here where we got to take a little bit of an unexpected break and make sure that we're doing the right things on a day-to-day basis. Yes, a little clean house. So no question at all, things have changed. We're not going to door-to-door anymore, at least not right now. But you're facilitating these WebEx, these yep. Google Hangouts, these Zoom meetings, whatever you want to call it, whatever platform you use to communicate and engage yep. with your prospects or your customers that you do. Can you tell me... And you can you tell the metalworking nation how does one facilitate a top tier WebEx? What kind of tips can you give us? Oh, great question! To make sure that we're doing it the right way, because anybody can jump on a thing and it's going to be a mishmash of communication. Yeah, the first ten minutes. I mean, I, like, I have an yeah, idea in my head how to facilitate a good WebEx yep. meeting, but I want to hear what you're doing, Carl. To facilitate a good, because it can either be a real positive experience or it can be a crappy one. I've been in how many 10, 15 meetings just the past two months where it's like, you don't even get started because it's like, can you see me? Turn your mic on, you know, and it's just unbelievable. So, so. so maybe the platform is. I'm sure you've used quite a few of them. Yep. And what have you found to be the best? Perfect. Yeah, so it's actually interesting. Right before I, I made my way up here to Car Tool, I, I actually texted Nick and I said, hey man, I'm really sorry. I think I'm running a few minutes late here. I was running late because the first seven minutes were dealing with people because of feedback and yeah. they didn't have their cameras on. So yeah, a- absolutely. It's a, it's a bit frustrating. So relative to your question, what platform do I have a, a leaning towards? I really like Microsoft Teams, but I understand that not everybody's on Microsoft Suite. 
Sure. Uh, Microsoft mm-hmm. Teams is pretty good. Really? I've they, never even heard of that. Yeah. It's, it's like Google Hangouts, but it's Microsoft's version. The drawback uh, there is there's no dial-in phone number. So uh, you are beholden to the, the either the native speaker on your computer or a, a mic like this, right? But okay. you can't dial in. So if someone's mm-hmm. on the road, not an option for them. But that one's pretty clean. It's pretty easy. We're actually using WebEx right now, which is fine. The scheduling aspect of, of WebEx I have found not to be quite as user-friendly in terms of finding out who's accepted the the invitation. Like, mm. you can see in Outlook, you do the schedule of tracking, you say, okay, this person's accepted, this person hasn't. But isn't it like a calendar invite, like in Google? It is. And it, you send it, and then you can see, oh, Jim said yes, Nick said yes, Jason said no, Jessica said So when we maybe. schedule it through the WebEx client, okay, WebEx will actually send out the invitation, and the WebEx client receives a response, unless I'm not finding it, somewhere buried in, in the interface somewhere, I don't see an acceptance, like a, a, a who's attendee ex- yeah, list, who's right? In, who's not. Yeah. Sure. Um, that said, I mean, functionally, it's it works. So I do, did, they, they, do they have to have any sort of software, like, yeah, or so do I, they just I, click I, it and, it, and they're I believe in? There's, I believe there's an online platform. I have the local client, okay, and there is an auto prompt to say, hey, download this and we'll get started. Sure, sure. I did one actually last week with the RIA out of Michigan, that's the Robotics Association, they utilized Uber Conference, which I found to be awesome. Really? Is that I like never Uber? It. Like the it, it's yeah. not. Oh. oh, it's not. It's spelled the same way. So U E R. Yeah. I've, um, I've been on those before. But totally not connected to my cab driver. It's not connected not. to your cab driver. Gotcha. But I I enjoyed that one. So I, I guess I don't have a horse in the race. I okay. I don't know. Yeah. That so the I think the ones, appeal but... to to some of them is like that. You like for Google Hangouts, you have to have Google, right? Yeah, I did not Teams, know that. You have to have Microsoft. Yep. But for some of them, like GoToMeeting, Zoom, WebEx, I think Uber, the appeal yeah. is that you just send a link and they can get in, right? Yeah. Yep. And that's why in we're actually best, switching yeah. right now from one to another. Okay, so we've kind of defined wild. the platforms, and I don't think we've come to a, c- a conclusion on which one's better than well, the other just one. just pick one where you th- you don't need your prospect or whoever you're trying to meet with to do any fancy software install. Pick one of the ones where they can just click it, and through their browser, they're in. Right. That's the Keep key. Browser I based. can tell you, I use Google Hangouts you try all the time, ex- and I have minimal problems really? at okay. best. Minimal. For me, if you got to try to explain to someone, well, download this, create an account, do this, do that, it gets messy. Okay. Yep. So once you've got the connection, how do you facilitate a really clean meeting like this? Yeah, so I, a I, virtual I, meeting. How do, sure. how do you facilitate that? Because you, you've got a prospect. That could be t- potentially spending hundreds of thousands of dollars Correct. with you, and you want it to be as professional and sharp as you can be. So I think I think that facilitation starts even before the meeting starts, and that oh, that gets good. back to setting an agenda, which is is one of the always basics, having the blocking agenda. and tackling. Right? Yeah. This is guys. This is the things that we're going to talk about on this call today. We'll leave a, a ten minute window at the end for kind of an open session, kind of Q and A. But these are the major hit list items, right? So mm-hmm. everybody knows when they're walking into this. What am I going to get out of this meeting? Because it there have been ambivalent invites sent out for WebEx, you know, saying, "Hey, c- company meeting at three o'clock." Okay, yeah. why do we need a company meeting at? 3:00? I've I've been that. Don't guy. bury the lead. I've been that guy. Yep. And now it's like clear agenda every yep. time because those meetings just go down rabbit trails if you don't have an agenda. Yep, absolutely. And if and if you've got an admin that happens to be on the call that that does kind of takes meeting minutes or whatever, if you do or if you don't, just having someone that acts as a moderator mm-hmm. and even if you have to self-moderate and do the math. I mean, we can all do basic math. If this is an hour-long meeting and we want to dedicate the last 15 minutes to open Q&A yep. and you've got three topics – Make sure you do a hard cutoff at 15 minutes. So it's it's a lot of it is self discipline, but being mindful of people's calendar, despite the fact we've all all of a sudden have a, a ton of WebEx availability, kind of the floodgates have opened. Everybody's like, oh, can we have a WebEx about this? Can we have a WebEx yeah. about that? We can get all this stuff done. So when the dam finally breaks, 
we can just start cutting POs. We can start acting on the stuff. So just being mindful of people's calendar That's and, and sticking to your timelines. We actually just switched our digital meeting provider because I was finding that we couldn't have concurrent meetings. Now I have like six different accounts licenses so I can have six different meetings between AME and Hennig and no one's going to kick each other out. Imagine being like right in the middle of it and then someone else has a meeting and it's gone. Oh, wow. That, that was happening. Wow. So. What I found, and I'm going to add my own two cents to the into how to facilitate, and I don't want to spend too much time, but I think this is important because it is. everyone's using this technology nowadays. I mean, I heard last week there was, they had a record download of Zoom or something like that. Yeah. I, I think that one person needs to be the leader. One person's going to call on, Carl, what do you think? Nick, what do right, you think? Right. Johnny, what do you think? And I think that the leader is the one that has to guide people through. Otherwise, people are going to be talking all over each other, interrupting. And and you don't have that nonverbal communication where right. it's like obvious you can't that you're see. cutting somebody off. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, you I can't look at you moderate. really. Yeah. Right. And you know, people are distracted a lot. People are on their phones. People are answering emails yeah. at the same time. People are looking at calendar invite. Working from home. Working from home. Dealing with their kids. Wearing a tank top. The cameras off. You don't in. know who's engaged, who's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So yep. someone's I mean, in their boxers. It's this is this is this is a big thing, Be, yeah. and it's adding a whole different dynamic to how meetings are facilitated. And I think that we just—it's just like when we learned email etiquette, mm-hmm. or when we learned all of the essential ways of being a business leader, that this is going to become a really big thing in the future. It's the new essentials. It is. So it is the new essential. If we were in the software technology industry, this would be like something we've been doing for 10 years. Right. Manufacturers don't really have a lot of meetings like this. Right. Now, I mean, I don't know many manufacturers that do it. So talk about opportunity. Now we're learning new skills because of this situation. Sure. So Absolutely. That's a great point. So you've talked about how your personal strategies have changed. You're doing a lot of go-to meetings. Obviously, you can't drive and analyze the flow of stuff in your prospects factory and be like, okay, we could automate this, automate that. But you've made some changes at the corporate level, and we've been pleased to kind of be behind the scenes as as you guys are doing that. What caused you to reach out to making chips in the first place? Because from what I understand, Iris is killing it. You guys yeah. are always growing, yep. and we always think, okay, when, when people are having a hard time getting sales, they reach out to a marketing company, but you guys were proactive, and you reached out to us during your growth. Yeah, absolutely. So I, actually, I, I think, Nick, you and I first started talking just about a year ago. I actually ran into Crystal with Making Chips yeah, she's at, our at a TMA event. Oh, at a TMA uh, event? At, at a yeah. TMA event no in kidding. downtown Chicago. I remember Crystal introduced herself and she said, yeah, I'm Crystal with Making Chips. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's a podcast. What the heck is a podcast? Oh, you, like, had no, you would probably have I, no I had idea. No idea. Yeah. I, had, I had no idea. So I, I approached her at, at the end of it and I said, hey, you know, I, I listen to the podcast. What are you doing here on their behalf? Said, oh, no, I actually it's a marketing agency. And I thought, wow, that's really pretty cool. So I've always had, a, had an eye for good design and it just piqued my interest. And then she said, a little backstory here. She said, hey, I'm going to put you in touch with my colleague, Nick Golner. And I said, Golner, man, that name sounds really familiar. So it turns out that I had actually wrestled Nick's brother in high school. Oh, Noah. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> or the other brother. Noah. 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 My okay. older brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know Noah was yep. being yeah, wrestling, all, was we he? We were all wrestlers, a whole yeah. family of wrestlers. Oh, I didn't but, know yeah. that. Yeah. I knew yep. you were. I knew Noah was big time, yeah, though, he right? Yeah, was really good. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, Nick and I had just been talking for a little while. I, I was actually with a, a company previous to, to Iris, and we kind of talked about some possibilities during that time frame. Nothing ever, nothing ever 
bubbled up at that point. But then when I made the transition to, to Iris, Iris has been on a, a rapid growth pace over the last two, three years. When I onboarded in September, I made lucky number 13. Since then, we've hired 14, 15, and 16. Wow, that's mm. great. So Congrats. We, we, it, it's funny. So I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I run the gamut in terms of what I listen to. One of them is, is Guy Raz's How I Built This. So it's an NPR podcast and he interviews people that started like Lululemon and like household names. And at the end of every episode, he says, you know, would you attribute your growth to uh, either good luck or hard work or some blend therein, whatever that is. And so I guess in regards to that, what I would say is that it's kind of one of those nature nurture kind of things. Is it behavioral or is it just inherent, like you're in the right place, right time kind of thing. But we've really had the good fortune of of developing some really strategic accounts with some personal care goods, multinational personal care goods, North American, one of the largest manufacturers of food products in North America, some really strategic accounts that that have the constitution to be able to weather a storm like this. Mm. So we've been on this this rapid growth schedule, and and I, I figured, hey, I know Nick. This guy's super creative. He's got a team of creators, thinkers, innovators, just like we do at Iris. And we understand the industry. You understand the industry, right? <laughs> I mean, you you, mm-hmm. you came in and one of your first meetings with myself and my boss Rob and, and mentioned, hey, we were talking to this marketing company, and, and they came in and said, hey, I think that you need to move some verbiage around. And when you start talking about lads, like, I think you should position in this way. And you're like, what is a lathe? And you found out they were talking about a lathe. Right? Yeah, yeah. So right, right. We, we want to be able to have a marketing channel that understands the industry. And we found that with making chips. So it was the right time to make sure that, that the window dressing matched the behind-the-scenes cadence that we looked like we belonged. Sure. And, and I think that we hit that with the uh, So with kind of taking that effort. next step from a brand and a design level to show, hey, yep. we're a high forward-thinking, future-forward brand and yeah, you know, usually, like I said, people, okay, we're slowing down. We need a marketing agency. You're like, no, no. we want to continue to grow and we want to really position ourselves as that. That's your that brand. brand. That, that's your brand. That's what people think of. Well, we've had a lot of fun and actually we'll probably send out an example in our boring bar of like the before and after mm-hmm. logos. I think that'd be a really good way to yeah. kind of like put put the visual story to the, to the podcast story here for anyone who's interested in, in seeing that transformation. So, Carl, in our pre-interview, you had mentioned what the acronym IRIS, I-R-I-S, stood for. And you said it was Inspection, Reporting, and Integrated Systems. Correct. And then you said the three things, the three target markets that IRIS hits is, one, inspection equipment, two is robotic or cobotic technology, and three is data collection services. Yep. So as as the president and leader of Car Machine and Tool, that is is, is a growing company, and we, we've got a, a really solid vision for our future. We have a strategic plan to integrate cobotic technology on our shop floor in 2020. So Carl, with regards to robot and cobot technology and during this time of confusion in our economy. And what if I had to send a lot of my staff home? How could Iris or anybody else come in and help implement quickly cobotic technology to my shop floor? Yeah, so cobots are really predicated on eliminating barriers. And that could mean either physically it means both, not either. It means physically removing safety caging because these technologies have embedded force and torque sensing. They're speed limited, right? So you're eliminating that that requirement pending a, an appropriate sa- safety assessment for that hard guarding to make sure people don't get hurt. So there's that barrier that we're eliminating. We're also eliminating the barrier, uh, barrier to entry for adopting a new technology. 
Right. So, and that's probably the yep. one that most most applies to this situation because if you don't have people in your shop because you had to send them home, you don't need to worry about a robot slamming into them because he's not there in the first place. That, that, that's exactly right. And the great things about cobots is they're they're attainable at a price point, both to an end user or in our cases for systems integrators like us, it was previously unforeseen. So for a typical robotic cell where you may be at, for a small company biting off a, a loan for three four hundred thousand dollars. It's a big pill to swallow when it's a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Then you're talking, you know, maybe maybe we're cooking with gas there. So we talked about eliminating the barrier to entry on, on the, the controls side of things is the way the cobots have done that. And namely, we've uh, hitched our wagon to the Universal Robots Post is is a programming interface is especially intuitive. And so for us as a systems integrator, rather than having to do programming and debug for three to four weeks at a time, maybe it's done for three days, five days, a week, something like that, which translates into dollars for you. Mm. Totally. Totally. And that's part of the data collection aspect too. So like, I'm sure you have to analyze how they're doing it. Like you would go into car shop and be like, okay, here's how you're running this manually without automation. Here's what it would cost to invest in automation. And then what do you do? I mean, how do you prove out ROI or do you have some sort of calculator that you use or Yeah, there there's there's a pretty straightforward ROI calculation where it's it's generally speaking it's going to be direct labor right your direct labor dollars versus what your hardware investment is. Right. When okay. you're talking about it's Pretty easy I would say. Yeah, well, yeah when you're talking about cobots there are some some I don't know if altruistics the right term for it but when you talk about safety or ergo dollars, right? Are people doing something dull, dirty and dangerous where there's risk associated with right. that? So maybe you have yep. an injury History at the company where we actually paid out on claims, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the efficiency side of things. So, so that, that efficiency is a little bit more fuzzy where you say, did my guy check his phone to check on who Bears just traded for or whatever, and he could have put in another part into the chuck or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's is a little he, fuzzier. Yes, exactly. Um, it's generally speaking, it's pretty straightforward. It's just labor against investment. Interesting. Well, you can also calculate 80% efficiency too. You yep. know, If they're putting in 10 hours a day, they're actually getting 80% efficiently. And then the cobot, the robot is going to run at 100% efficiency, right? That's right. So yeah, absolutely. right then and there, there's 20% gain. Yep. And there's, there's good data points too. So, I mean, we do robotics, we do inspections. So that could be laser profile filing it could be 2d area scan but if there's a, a subjective aspect to a quality inspection process there's data points that you can find you can do some google searches where people are only finding 12 percent of what they're supposed to be able to be finding right so what you may end up finding is something is broken with your process sure. right so well you just mentioned that i'm glad you brought that up because earlier you were saying you know there's a silver lining to this situation because we have the opportunity to do some house cleaning and look at our processes and see where we can improve things and that's exactly where the manufacturing leader can look right now. Right. Maybe they send some people home. Maybe maybe they're a little bit slow. They have the opportunity to take the time to really take that next step and say, okay, I'm getting a break right now. It's forced on us. We have to take a break. But while I have this break, I can make a continuous improvement initiative toward cobotics or robotics, and, and they can start reaching out right now and set up that WebEx or that GoTo meeting with whoever. Right. Yeah, a lot of stuff can be done remote. You know, you have tolerances, you have drawings of your parts, right? You have cycle times, you have all that kind of stuff. You can send over G codes for people to kind of take a look at and what kind of hooks do I have here or there. Question, is the technology as advanced nowadays whereas you can do remote robotic programming? So could uh, I sit at home in my kitchen, at my kitchen table on a Sunday and remotely control that cobot in my shop on my yeah. shop floor yeah there, I mean, that, te- that technology is available nowadays it, it is now that's um, exciting 
It is to a, a varying degree, right. right? And your comfort level with with actually getting into the weeds and some of the controls and signaling and all that kind of stuff. But there are some even you know off the rack products that are really pretty cool. Uh, Robotique makes a really cool insights platform. I know that gives you yeah, visibility into real time machine OEE and all that kind of good stuff. So yeah. lots of stuff that's custom, lots of stuff that's off the rack. I mean, we're kind of in the a, a golden age of really cool technology. That's yeah. why I get excited every day to go into work. That's awesome. Well, you mentioned something that was pretty interesting earlier. You were talking, you know, you've, t- you've mentioned a few different robotics. OEMs and our new sponsor Mitsubishi is one of the most popular brands in, as far as the metalworking sector. And you mentioned something that like talk about a perfect marriage. So your boss, the founder of Iris, is what's the relationship oh, yeah. with Mitsubishi or something? So he's so married. He's married. I, I better look this up before Cassie yeah. takes me to task here. But <laughs> Cassie is one of the local factory automation reps for Mitsubishi. So oh, perfect. Um, I've known Cassie for a few years now. She's actually my factory rep in a previous life. So oh, great. But, yeah, where we can, we love to we love to use Mitsubishi on our controls. That's awesome. Yeah, that's our our primary control system for the saws that we make too. And no robotics yet at Advanced, unless it's like in our handling systems that feed our machines. But no, as far as like machine tending and things like that, that's something I'm excited to talk about because I think that's the future. Imagine you have to send half your machinists home. I, I, hope, was, I hope that's not the case. I was just at Schunk in Germany. Yeah. And you can imagine, so Schunk, right? Yeah, big brand, the, right? End of arm tooling yeah. and work holding. They have right. all these innovative products. The way that shop runs is just unbelievable efficient yeah well to the nines robot comes grabs the material places it next to the operator operator like tells it what to do grabs it puts it in the machine shuttles it from here shuttles it over there vices open up automatically clamp it it's just like it's like a movie it's like you're in the matrix or something like that and and really kind of I left feeling like, you know what, we need to take that next step where we can in our own shop. And I'm excited to do that. Like in, in how we make our parts, not just like how we make the machines with automation, but how we actually make our parts in our shop. I'm excited to take the next step. So cool. And now we have the opportunity to think about that kind of stuff because we're all sitting here in social distance. Yes. Quarantine. Should I get the tape measure yeah, I've out? Got, I've got my <laughs> cattle prodder to keep these guys. Uh, yeah, six right. Feet away from making here. sure we're three yep. feet away. So today, we're just hoping that the discussion caused you to think a little bit differently about your business, about how things can pivot. I know I'm working with my team and telling them to share more and more of that content online. And, and that's one thing where the data has increased, internet yes. usage. So what is it that your shop can do to take the next step and mitigate the challenges that the pandemic has Just created. get creative. Open your mind. Open. Talk to people. Do something different. Mm-hmm. Try and use one of these web tools for a meeting and and just take the tips that Carl gave us and, and try it once. If you don't ever try it, you're never going to be doing it. Right. Once so you try it, you're going to get better and better. We've talked about a few things. He, he mentioned business development instead of sales versus marketing. I told my sales guys, you're all marketers right now. If you can't go out to factories and sell, you're going to do it by sharing our content online and doing it that way. Exactly. We've talked about implementing automation in your shop. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the opportunity right now. And then we've talked about how to have those meetings with a WebEx, a go-to meeting, a Zoom, or, or whatever it might be, Hangouts. We just wanted to inspire you to we look did. at that other side of the coin. You inspired me today, Nick. Oh, thank you, yeah. Jim. You inspire me every day. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. So, Carl, it's been great to meet you. If the Metalworking Nation wants to get uh, in touch with you. What is the best platform to do that on? So you can look up Carl Koenigsberger on LinkedIn. That. Uh, yeah, that, that requires some spelling. So that's uh, <laughs> it's K-O-E-N-I-G-S-B-E-R-G-E-R. Much easier path to follow might be just to locate the Iris Factory Automation LinkedIn page. You'll see me posting on there left and right. Featuring the new logo. Featuring right? the new logo. That's right. <laughs> 
And if you like the episode, we would appreciate any sort of comments or questions or reviews. You could send those to us for, from our website. You can review on any podcatcher. Those things are what keeps us in the Did you just say podcatcher? Yeah, they're called I, podcatchers. I did not know that. So like Apple Podcasts is the most popular one. Spotify, Stitcher, they're all podcatchers. Podcatchers. You didn't I know did that, not, I did I, not. I, I learned something. I learned something. something. I'm, too, done. I'm done for the day. There you go. Because if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. As always, thank you for listening to the Making Chips podcast. You need to increase the speed and feet of your business. If you're not elevating your manufacturing leadership, you're going to get left behind. The metalworking nation is committed to a new way to stay ahead of the competition. We have more content to help you make and elevate at makingchips.com. Gain access to exclusive content, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you. We'll see you next time.